0: Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brand you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cutler.
1: Welcome to a special draft edition of Kicks and Bricks. Today we have my fellow NBA writer, colleague, my good friend, my brother from Slam Magazine, Anthony Gilbert, joining us today. What's good, Ant?
0: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I I can't complain.
1: All right. So, like, the NBA draft is coming up in a few hours. um, And, like, there's so many intriguing storylines. And usually at the top of the draft, they're, like, usually a set of one to three players that Mm -hmm. are, like, at the top. And, like, a franchise can, like build around and that player can be, you know, a franchise player for years to come. Last year it was John Zion, but this year I'm not really seeing many players that you can build the franchise around.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, You know, now that Doc Rivers is in Philly, uh, someone had proposed sending Ben Simmons to Minnesota so that they could draft LaMelo Ball. And, uh, you know, kind of jumpstart that thing around ball and indeed. Um, I- I'm not sure if that's going to happen. It's intriguing, but I, uh, I think both players, both, um, Simmons and ball are like once in a lifetime players. So I-, I think everybody can stay put. Um, I'm not sure if you put ball in Minnesota though it kind of doesn't make sense um so then you could probably look at like anthony edwards um you know in minnesota but it it, you're right to your point it like it's so up in the air especially with everything that's going on in the world
1: (laughs) all right so you just mentioned like minnesota like um like, me, I think they should trade the pick because if they draft LaMelo, then they have to trade D'Lo again because I can't see mm-hmm. the two of them playing together because they're both ball-dominant guards. So, yeah. so like, um, do you feel that they should, like, roll the dice and just draft the best player available, which I think is LaMelo ball with the first overall pick? Or, like, do you think they should go big maybe? H- maybe have somebody to compliment Cat in the front court?
0: Yeah. I mean, so James Wiseman, he's a center and I don't think he's going to be too willing to play like a stretch four. um, I think you could grab, you could stay put and you could grab Anthony Edwards cause that would give him like that combo guard at the two, um, which they could potentially build around. Um, but for real, for real, like I I honestly think that you're right. They could trade the pick and really get exactly who or what they need because LaMelo Ball doesn't make sense.
1: Hey, man, if I'm in the soda and, and I have the first pick, to be honest with you, I mean, I like d a lot. I mean, like, but he's been trading multiple times for a reason. And, um yeah. And I think, like, LaMelo, to go along with Cat and the rest of the boys up in Minnesota, I think that's a pretty decent um, building blocks that they have. And, um, like, I know not many people seen LaMelo play in a stable hoop environment. I know last year he played overseas in Australia. But I think, like, how people was feeling how, Luka, how uh, about Luka um, Dantich, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't see him play. And then, like, this year he morphed himself into a MVP candidate. So I think, like, LaMelo, he's on the same draft trajectory as Luca.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's definitely a, um, a relatively unknown, you know, not having played college ball and everything. But he's about 6'6", 6'7". He can uh, dribble, pass, and shoot. That would be something... Uh, a nice compliment to uh, a solidified big man like Cat. Um, the thing is, we both know that um, D'Angelo is Cat's homie. You know, that's his boy. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, who knows? Maybe they trade the pick to pick the Phoenix so that they could get Booker. I don't know. <laughs> it's so up in the air,
1: <laughs> man. You've been around the NBA longer than me, and you know that NBA teams—they don't care who's homies, who's loyal to the franchise. Um, yeah, they're gonna do what's best for the team, and I think, um, and I think if if it comes between d and and Lamelo, I think they're going with with Mello. And yeah. d- and lo he might have. He, um he might be the first player to be traded for both ball brothers or just brothers in general,
0: yeah, no I can see that I mean the team is always gonna do what's best, and you know there's been a lot said about the ownership in uh Minnesota with Glenn Taylor, and he doesn't want to sell it to k g and you know they they gotta figure it out they definitely gotta figure it out um. They have options. You know, I'm sure somebody either wants to trade assets and trade up or, you know, trade like trade outright. But the season that the Suns had, especially the games they played in the bubble, it wouldn't make sense to mess with that. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody told me three years ago, somebody within their organization said, everybody can go except Booker. So, I was like, all right, well, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I mean, like if you were the Suns and somebody offered you the number 1 pick for Devin Booker, would you do it?
0: No. I wouldn't. <laughs> no way.
1: All right, so like another intriguing prospect that's been on my um watch list mm-hmm. is um Anthony Edwards from Georgia. I mean, like
0: Yeah, I love him, man.
1: I look at him and his game is tailor-made for the Warriors, who coincidentally has the second pick in the draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um and see the Warriors have options too. You know, I mean there's definitely going to be people that want to move up. Um I it it would be pretty crazy if LaMelo falls to 2. If he does, he he's gone. Like he ain't he's not going past one or two. Uh it's kind of like when um Greg Greg Oden and uh Kevin Durant were on the board. And everybody was trying to figure out, like, okay, who's going to go where? Now, we know how that played out. <laughs> uh, didn't really work out for Portland. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I could see Edwards there. Um, I could see them maybe trying to get a piece. Um,
1: all right. That's, all, I like, that's always a possibility I like, with them.
0: Yeah. I even like, like, this draft is God heavy like somebody's going to luck up and get miles powell and he's he's not even going to be lottery he might be like in the 30s he might be in the second round um but he he can ball and he really did his thing at seton hall um there's gonna be some gems for sure i mean everybody likes the kid um ob out of dayton he's Mm -hmm. a forward he can handle the rock um we'll see man you know it's it's fun it's really it's a lot of fun to speculate and especially when you got like talent on the board like like we've seen and you know James Weissman like played what two games at Memphis three games (laughs) you know like he's gonna go somewhere and and I, I think he's gonna start right away for sure
1: I mean, like for a, for a lot of these young guys, especially Edwards, who um, I think like forming good winning habits will be good for him in the future as he gets older and mm-hmm. as he like morphs himself into like the number one option. So that's why I think Golden State is like the perfect place for him. He can learn from he can learn he can learn NBA defenses from Draymond. He can learn how to be a winner from Coach Kerr, um, Clay Thompson.
0: Yeah, Steph, absolutely. Um,
1: Steph Curry. And, like, and people act like Golden State fell off a cliff this year. But next year, they'll be right back. And I think yeah. that if yeah, they draft they Anthony Edwards, um, he'll be right there in the mix playing in big games early on in his career. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, like, are the Knicks going to be able to draft a trade and draft up? or what? I mean, what's going on? They don't look oh, good boy, at eight, boy, man. Uh, you know. <laughs>
1: I have my prayer candles out. You know, <laughs> I have a friend who's who's a pastor. I asked him to say a special prayer. Yeah, man. Uh, another son. one of my friends, her mom is a nun. I'm asking her to to work <laughs> some magic. So I just gave up after they fell down to eight.
0: Yeah, it's not good, man. I mean, they it looks like that their front office is coming together. I love them getting worldwide West in the mix. Um. You know, so hopefully they can attract some people there. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, I know over in, in Brooklyn, you know, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie is tired of getting, you know, <laughs> traded every day. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. New York is going to be interesting, as always.
1: It'll be poetic justice if he gets traded to the Knicks.
0: Oh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He would be so... Ready to play, uh, especially against Brooklyn. Like, and you know, Brooklyn is is way down um, on the board. You know, I mean, they're still in the first round, but they don't have yeah. any um, lottery picks. But I, I think they will attract somebody who um, who might be slept on, and and just adding it to that core, like you talked about, learning and stuff. They'll get somebody who won't have to produce right away. Who'll be able to learn. And, and and they'll groom them, and, and they'll be sitting pretty.
1: Let me ask you something. While we're thinking about our hypothetics, like if mm-hmm. Golden State, if they trade their pick, their second pick, if they mm-hmm. get a disgruntled star in return, like maybe that star in a blockbuster trade is the Greek freak.
0: Whoa. I mean, that would be a nice trade, especially um, – Because it definitely would come with, like, the pick and, and, like, an asset or two. Uh, Maybe, like, uh, they would trade, you know, one of their up-and-coming guys. Definitely not one of their established guys. But um, what's the brother from New York? Uh, Eric. uh, They went to Villanova. Oh,
1: Eric. um...
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Pascal. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could see them moving him and maybe somebody else. And the two pick, I mean, that would be, that would be a blockbuster trade because if you're Milwaukee, teams like Milwaukee and Philadelphia, and even to a degree, Boston, they have to really figure it out within the next like two years. Um, Boston has gotten to the conference finals more than once, and Milwaukee and Philly are trying to turn that corner. Um, you know, you know, look, nothing surprises me. I'm sure nothing surprises you. Um, anybody can get it, you know?
1: Hey, man, if they have to trade Draymond, um, Paschal, all their picks for the Greek freak, I don't care. Everybody's on the
0: board. No, that's definitely happening for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anybody would pull that trigger.
1: <laughs> all right, so earlier you, you, um, you mentioned James Wiseman. From mm-hmm. Memphis, like I think like coming into this season, I know people were saying he was he was the number one pick. And I felt if he didn't have to eat that suspension from the NCAA, I think like instead of saying who's the number one pick between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, I think we'd be talking about James Wiseman as the number one pick.
0: I think so. Um, He didn't get a chance to do what he really did you know, to really showcase himself. Um, but the people that know best, they're like, look, this dude is, he's the guy. That's why I don't think he goes number one, because he needs to really get out there and play right away. And I don't think you can move, like, either him or Carl Anthony Towns to the fore, but you're definitely right, man. he He's somebody you don't want to sleep on. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I like think he's dynamic, you know, at 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 the five position,
1: and the perfect place for him to like play major minutes is Charlotte. I mean, they. Have I knew no you was
0: going to say that. You're right. You're absolutely right.
1: And to pair him with Devontae Graham, I think that's a good starting point for that franchise. And like like yeah. and Michael Jordan, he has like a a shoddy um, draft record to say the yeah. least. So <laughs> so, I, so I think. Um, a Wiseman draft move would kind of, you know, ease his record up a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, that would be that would be a really good look. I just don't know if he falls that far. I mean, I don't know if there's enough guards to. Well, wait, Charlotte is what?
1: Three? Charlotte's at three. yeah.
0: Oh, they, yeah, they can get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping Yeah, Charlotte could definitely get him. That'd be, that'd be nice.
1: All right, so um, like since my prayer candles didn't work for the Knicks. Like mm-hmm. they're at eight, and another guy, or another guard that I have my eye on is Cole Anthony from UNC. Yeah, I mean like,
0: yeah.
1: I mean like, there's holes in his game. Like his shot is really all not there. His defense is kind of Oleish, to say the least. Yeah, but I think it's a good story if um if he can develop into a serviceable point guard. I mean, like he'll be the best Knicks point guard since like Stefan Marbury back in like the early two thousands.
0: I agree. And like the teams that are drafting ahead of New York, you know, you got to ask yourself, do they need a point guard? I know Cleveland has two. Um, Atlanta has, who has their guy? You know, they got Trey Young, you know, so it's kind of like Chicago, Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I could see him fall into New York.
1: I mean with the Knicks luck like whoever has the pick before them which I think is Detroit I think they'll mm-hmm. take him just because.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how yeah. Good, and how good would that story would would be a fellow New Yorker, the son of Greg Anthony, a former Nick who was um who was a point guard on like their last decent team all the way back in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how good of a story would that be would have his son like turn around the franchise.
0: Yeah, no, I I, yeah, I would be beautiful. I, I would I'd love to see it. But um, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, it's it's the Knicks, man. We haven't had good news in a long time,
1: <laughs> very
0: long time. Like, I mean, that last team that went to the playoffs, they broke that team up.
1: Man, that was so long ago. Like that might as, you might as well put them with the '94 team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it's always interesting in the garden.
1: Like another guy who I think can help the Knicks a lot is um Obi Tadman. Like I call him yeah. baby. Yeah, I call him baby. Amare. Like he's another NY guy that I have real high hopes for.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he tore it up, man, at Dayton, and you know really had them in the in the national conversation. You know, we, mm-hmm. it's a shame we didn't get a chance to see him in the tournament because he—he was ready to make some noise, for sure. And um, I mean, it, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, and what's interesting about that? Like last week, I actually spoke to uh, I, uh, I actually spoke to Amari, and like he said, that's the player that reminds him of himself.
0: Wow, that's high praise, man. I mean. I think I think he. Uh, I don't think he's gonna fall to New York either, man. I mean, it, it, I just don't. I mean, I, so Chicago is is up next, and uh, you know, after Charlotte, I, you know, they're trying to get it together. You know, they got some some new pieces in the front office. They got Billy Donovan, so um, it'd be hard to see him fall to eight. Uh, You know, and I I hate to be so New York Knicks heavy, but I think that the the league is better when teams like the Knicks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Lakers, like those old school teams, like it's a better league, man.
1: And you imagine the Bulls in there too?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The Bulls. Yeah. Could you imagine a good Knicks team like and turn on the TV and they're on TV all the time? Like, Could you imagine that?
1: Hey, man, we all could dream, but. Yeah. <laughs> b- but you know, for that to happen, you know who has to go.
0: Oh, for sure. I know. Well, you know what, man? Like, they say that that's what needs to happen, but. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe maybe the two could happen with him there. Because look, look who they already have in place, you know? They got Leon Rose, they got World Wide West. <sighs> You know,
1: yeah, but but like a few years ago, we were saying the exact same thing. They change regimes, they change coaches so much. It, well,
0: yeah, I so mean, like revolving door on Seventh Avenue, unfortunately.
1: Like, who knows if Leon Rose is still going to be here next year around this time?
0: Yeah, I, I don't,
1: I know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like in a lot of the mock drafts that I've seen, like. Mm-hmm. Like going back to like last summer, like I seen RJ Hampton. He was, he was um scheduled, uh, yeah, or projected to be a top five pick. But now he's like in a late first round.
0: Yeah, it's life. That's life in the NBA, man. Like potential NBA.
1: Like, do you feel like his experience in Australia and, like, not having a lot of people, like, having access to him and, like, being able to see his games kind of contributed to his um, projected slide?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, man. You know, I mean, how old is he? Do you know?
1: 20, I think. He's the same age I, as Lamelo,
0: so all right, that's, so, that's so, not, so like nineteen ish. That's not 19, bad. 20. I mean, you know, youth is on his side, and um, you know, I'm, I I I'm just gonna say this: I don't know enough, but that doesn't mean that he's not, you know, who he's projected to be. You know, I, I think that he has enough. Um, Enough basketball uh, acumen and skill set that he'll still be, he should still be in the top at upper echelon of, of picks. Like, I don't think it's gonna be a surprise where he lands. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, the good news for the Knicks is, like, surprisingly, they have two first round picks. So they have a they pick at eight, and then they yeah. pick and then they pick at twenty seven. So like they can roll the dice on a guy like R.J. Hampton, and like who knows he might turn out to be you know one of their building blocks for their next championship and within the next ten years or so, or in my dreams, whichever one comes first.
0: Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to have two R.J.s on the team. But hey, if it means they're winning, I I'll, I'll take it.
1: All right, so now I kind of want to do like a mock draft for like the top fifteen players,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like since you're my guest, you're the Wolves, and now you're on the clock. So with the first pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select
0: Lamelo Ball.
1: All right, so now I have Golden State, the Warriors. So with their with with their pick, with the second pick. In the twenty twenty NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select Anthony Edwards.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. So now Charlotte is on the clock.
0: Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, James Weissman out of Memphis.
1: Yep, just like I expected. All right. So um, now Chicago's on the clock at four. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, like they have Zach Levine. They have Chris Dunn, but Chris Dunn, he's just not healthy, and he hasn't really panned out. Um, They have Colby White, too, which I really have high hopes for.
0: Yeah, I like him.
1: But in their case, like, they need a bench and they need depth. So I'm going to go with Killian Haynes.
0: That's a good pick. That's a good pick.
1: All right, so now the Cavs are on the clock at number five.
0: I'm going with Obi Toppin.
1: Ah, I knew he was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the Hawks is on the clock. I mean, like, I really think that Atlanta is the team of the, like the team of the future.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that.
1: So with their pick, I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Out of Auburn. Yeah. All right. So now the Pistons is on the clock at seven.
0: Hmm. Um. Don't you do see. it?
1: Because I have a feeling you don't you do.
0: It? Well, I think they need like a wing. Oh. Um. I mean, there's there's that kid um, out of Florida State, uh, Patrick Williams.
1: Yeah. He's yeah. He's really good.
0: I like him, and then I also like um, Tyrese Maxey uh, out of Kentucky. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go wing. I'm gonna go uh, Patrick Williams out of Florida State.
1: All right, and now the pick that everybody's been waiting for: New York, <laughs> the New York Knicks, with their pick. I'm going with the savior, Cole Anthony.
0: I like it. And I think him and RJ Barrett can uh can really uh play well together. At least mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping for. All
1: right, so now Washington is um on the clock at nine.
0: Well, Washington's interesting. Um I'm gonna go center. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with uh a kongu out of uh USC. I think oh, right. I, I think they can use like a, a solid front court because they have they have shooters and they have slashers.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, so at number ten, this might shock a couple people. This might shock you, mm-hmm. but um, I've seen this kid family a lot. You know, I know his brother from St. John's, but I'm going with Precious Achua. That's a good pick. Yeah, like, I think he's one of those sleeper picks that, like, nobody really talks about. But anyway, um, your San Antonio Spurs are on the clock. Hmm.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what they need. I mean, I know they went. They need everything. They went to Jontae Murray. What was that? Like four years ago, three years yeah. ago? And
1: then they got wow. the other kid too from from Colorado. I forgot his name at the time of my head.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, um Derek White. hmm Um see you know, they're they're not traditional. So I could see them going with somebody who maybe played three or four years. Um mm-hmm. there's a kid at um out of Villanova. Oh what's that guy's name? I can see his face. It, I'm drawing a blank. Um and then I also look at like somebody like a Miles Powell. Like they need they need somebody who doesn't really need too much time to to develop. So I can see them going with like a a three or four year player and just off the top of my head I can't really name who that is. I mean, it's it's crazy cuz now you can't name the the, the juniors and seniors anymore.
1: <laughs> All right, so now we have the Sacramento Kings, who's an annual team that's always on um top 15 list. And with their pick, you know, this is kind of hard for me because, you know, I cover games out in the East Coast, so, like, I really don't watch West Coast basketball like that because, I, because yeah. I'm on too late and I'm washed, so I can't stay up no more. So I hear them, you,
0: man.
1: I'm gonna go with Josh Green from Arizona.
0: Oh, that's just a good look. I mean, yeah. you could you hardly can go wrong with uh, Arizona players, anyway.
1: Yeah, Arizona and, and um, sometimes Duke. Those are my
0: um. I I, I like Duke, man. <laughs>
1: no, sometimes they, they, their plays don't pan out. You know that.
0: Well, well, well. They they've made <laughs> up for that recently. Yeah. They have. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I say that's a solid pick. Who, uh who's up next? All right, the
1: Pelicans at thirteen.
0: Ooh. All right. So this is it. This is the end of the uh lottery. Hmm. I mean the Pelicans really do have a nice team. And they, they played well when Zion came back. Um I would look to to trade that pick personally.
1: Mm.
0: I would look to trade it and um and see if you can get like some assets because I mean Holiday is solid at point guard and you got JJ Reddick as a shooter. You got Zion. Like they have like really great pieces at important positions. You know what I mean, right? What, what do you think?
1: Well, for the Pelicans, I mean, like they're a young team, so like, like you said, I think they should trade the pick for for like an established vet that can help Zion, like be a pro. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. That's what I think.
1: And, co- and coincidentally, Boston is up, and I also think they should trade their pick, and they have a history of um, um, like trading, like trading down for like multiple um, picks in the future. So
0: yeah, now nah, that they. They do it right um I could see them going after um there's a kid out of um Iowa State oh, I'm trying to think his name he's a he's a combo guard um H- halliburton he's i he he kind of fits into like that that Boston Celtics thing
1: he sound like us he sounds yeah. like a Celtic <laughs> guy. Halliburton yeah. <clears throat> So, um, all right, so, like, that concludes, like, the lottery aspect of the draft. Um, we we talked about sleepers, Um, but who do you think is going to be, like, the biggest winner and the biggest loser of the draft based off um, our predictions?
0: I think you'd have to look at, like, um, the Warriors. I'd, I'd say two and three for sure are going to be, like, wins just because like the teams are already pretty solid and you're going to add like some nice pieces like Edwards and Weissman, like you can only get better, especially if you're the Warriors and then teams that actually might, might lose. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Cole Anthony to perform because he's a legacy and all that fun stuff. But I think he can rise to the occasion. I'm just not sure if the team is still going to have enough to to compete. So, like, the Knicks, just because they're at eight, they might be, like, a loser, even though they would be picking a solid pick.
1: And don't worry. They'll be right back in the draft. They will we'll be back next, next year,
0: folks. Year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. But, um, but to your point, like, I think when it's all said and done – like, besides LaMelo Ball, I think Cole Anthony, he might be, like, the best player. I hope so. In this draft. I just have a good feeling about him.
0: You know? I like I, that. I like that good feeling you got, sir. I've
1: seen him a couple of times at UNC, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that stands out about him.
0: Yeah, he's definitely tough. Yeah. Um. And they did and they didn't have like a typical UNC season, but it's not all on him. But he's he is he's legit.
1: And and like playing in New York, that might bring out, you know, that extra toughness that I think oh, he has sure. like deep inside of him that's like begging to come out.
0: Yeah, all he has to do is wear number fifty. Like it'll be number 50 for me you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was that was his father's number right yes sir right i and i think baron davis wore like 50 or 55 or like something like that it was some ridiculous oh yeah
0: when he was in new york yeah Yeah, something crazy that
1: like a linebacker number like 75 i don't know it was was, was something weird but anyway um i want to thank you for coming on man like in a few hours, like, many young lives will be changed and, like, the future of our league will be set forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and hopefully we'll be back on the beat and in the locker rooms. I don't know how that's going to work, but I always look forward to covering the uh, the young guys. All
1: right. And um, to that point about the locker rooms, I mean, my personal opinion, I think t- uh, 2021 is looking like a wash for, for us, but – but I think, like, 2022, everything might be, you know, starting to get back to normal a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. I think I think it's a, a, a fair point.
1: Well, well, all right, man. Thank you for coming on. And um, where can we find your work at?
0: Sure. So right now um, I have some stuff coming out with Slam Magazine. So it'll actually be in print. But you know how things are now. Yeah. Um, I wrote a really big Kobe feature. So I'm sure that they're going to put that online and tease it on socials. Um, and then next season, I'll be back with you uh, over at hoop magazine. So, um, you know, I got some, some irons in the fire and doing what we're supposed to do, man, just keep getting after it and, and writing as best we can. And uh, I put all my stuff on either Twitter or Instagram uh, and my handle is AX Gilbert for both uh, for both uh, social networks.
1: All right. All right, and thanks for coming on.
0: Anytime man, appreciate right, it, brother. Appreciate Let's do it you, again. Man. Yes sir.